Support for our show comes solely from listeners like yourself. If you like what we're doing, help us by sharing the pod on social media and leaving us a five-star review, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Audible. Thanks again for listening, and without further ado, let's start the show. Hello there. If you support the podcast, you can now donate directly to us from the link in the description. You can donate 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 monthly. Your donation can help get me, Aziz, off the streets. Well, unfortunately, Aziz will always be on the streets. He yearns for the streets. But your support will go towards producing high-quality episodes just like the one you're listening to right now. Your support helps us keep gas in the tank, food on our tables, and our classrooms full of pencils and paper. We all know edumacators all over America are undervalued and underpaid. Help us, mooks like me, continue to bring recognition and a voice to education professionals. Hey, everyone. And welcome to a lost episode of PCTA's FIRE podcast. I'm Brennan Pickett. I'm the FEA director for the Pinellas Classroom Teachers Association. The following is an unedited exchange between the president of the Hillsborough Classroom Teachers Association, Rob Cray, and fellow FIRE activists, Emily Grice, Philip Belcastro, and myself. In this recording, we'll be answering a variety of unvetted questions from friend of the show and journalist McKenna Schuler. Because of the unscripted and informal nature of this recording, please be advised that this episode contains explicit language and mature themes. If you're easily offended or have small children around, we kindly recommend that maybe you skip this one. Lastly, we'll be releasing a cleaner conversation with the same guests in the near future, so don't fear missing out too much if this isn't your cup of tea. Without further ado, here is a Q&A featuring Pinellas and Hillsborough teachers. All right. These are the questions from McKenna Schuler. The first one is, what has your union's response been to the legislation and what is it doing to prepare both in response to the membership threshold and dues? I mean, speaking from rank and file at HCTA, um, we've been very proactive about the Senate bills coming out. Um, we were talking about e-dues well before we knew it was even going to be a thing. We were switching before, um, like I know I was switched over to e-dues before the bill even officially went through. Um, And we've been kind of getting our membership ready for this. We've been telling them a lot about, okay, this is coming down the pipe. Like, this is what's going to happen. Here's, you know, if we lose, um, if we lose this, you're going to look at this one page contract. Like you could take away your 30 minute duty free lunch, which is one of my favorite ones. Okay. Um, Next one. Right. I, I can also speak for me and Rob because we've been hearing about your edus since what December, November, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, getting that ready has been a very long process. But also just being proactive and getting ahead of all this reactionary politics we've been seeing. Right. So for me and you, right? I mean, Philip, we've been yeah. trying to organize school board meetings, trying to get the community more involved with what's going on, informing the public about right. what's going on. That's a big thing too. Being proactive instead of saying no, don't don't do that. Right. <laughs> and like I said, it gives us an opportunity to re-engage every one of our 10,000 members. Yeah, and so I'm saying to our staff and our members and our leaders at our sites, lean in. This is an opportunity and we're going to make our union stronger. Cool. Yeah. 
Uh, next one is what is what's your union's approximate membership percentage as it is? So we actually just talked about this, right? So yours is over sixty percent, Rob. We're at sixty three percent for sixty three percent. Yeah, we're and at fifty five. Fifty five. Okay. So <laughs> HCTA is at sixty three. PCTA is at fifty five. Yeah. Um, has SB two fifty six and or other GOP educational policies pushed through by legislators made you rethink staying in the profession? Yes, or the public sector? <laughs> if so, how? And want to take a turn on this? I think we all have opinions. <laughs> I mean, as an art teacher, seeing some of the stuff that's been pushed through, I teach art and art history, um, seeing that someone got fired for teaching David. I know we were talking about this off mic earlier. Oh, pornography? Um, yes. Yeah. No porn, thank you. Um, stop teaching porn. But I, some of the stuff I teach is not um, exactly what the legislature would love to hear. Uh, so yeah, it has made me consider trying to teach out of state just so I can keep teaching the cl- the classes and the content that I like to teach. Um, I've been looking at moving to Washington for a year now. Um, I just bought tickets to Seattle. We're going to spend, um, 10 days after Christmas there. Kind of see my mom's always like, you're not going to like it. There's no sun. I'm like, okay, I'll go there in the worst time of the year and tell you if I like it or not. Um, so I am looking at Washington. We're gonna, I call it, I can curse on this because it's going to McKenna. Yeah, fuck this. I call it, <laughs> I call it the exploratory committee to get the fuck out of Florida. Wow. <laughs> and my wife and I are going to Seattle this Christmas and then we're going to try to go again in summer. So I want to get the best of both worlds. Oh, that's pretty cool. Make a decision. Seattle well, so was I'm, wonderful. I was just there over spring break. Yeah, Beautiful yeah. city. Yeah. Loved it. I'm going to encourage all of you to stay here right with me because I'm going to fight this fight. You, need I need, you can't when leave. When you leave, you take your votes with you. That and that true. is something that people need to recognize. Yeah. You know, I, I get feisty and I get angry. And, you know, our, our kids, our students, our state needs us to continue to fight. And we need our votes here. So yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I do. I mean, I've, I've kind of struggled with this just in life because I've always been in like public sector jobs, right? You know, I joke about like working at Publix and like retail and stuff. But for the last... Since I moved to St. Pete, really, I've worked at the Housing Authority. I worked at the Children's Museum. I worked for the city. So I've always been like a public employee. And I feel much like you do, Rob, of like, if I go, I'm just kind of being part of the problem, right? Because I, I can, I know I can do good here and I have done good here. Um, but it's, you know, the analogy I always make is, is it's in the article, the Tampa Bay Times article, that, you know, if there's an emergency on an airplane, you have to put your mask on first. And I have never loved Florida. I was brought here, Rob, so I didn't come here on purpose. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I've just been stuck here. It's my I'm just ankle deep in the swamp and it just keeps getting up up to my eyeballs. So yeah. I I would love I have an Oregon State teaching license now. I went out of I went and applied for it online. I have one. So I'm probably going to spend what what I have of the summer, unless something else comes up, exploring um, just the state of Oregon and seeing which, which towns and cities I like. and It's, it's going to be a gun for me and Rob saying you must stay. That's what's right, going right. to come up. You have a Listen, big appointment coming up. I Look. mean, you don't have to use a gun. A big sack of money would work, though. Well, well, that's I'm not, not happening no, either. Not, that, not you know. in this job. I mean, But like I was saying earlier, like this is the low point of public education in the history of public education. Yeah. We're all yeah. here for a very specific reason. Right. We need to stick it out. We, it will get better. I promise. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't that. like the heat. I just don't like it. Well, I can't hot. do anything about that. I know. So it's, it's also hot. I mean, that's, it is hot. That's a big part for me. I, when I ran out to go get the, the ratchet set to fix the mic stands earlier, I was like, this was a mistake. I should have just let the mic fall on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So um, did we answer all of that? Rethink the... Okay. What are some of the issues you're facing in schools right now that aren't addressed by this legislation? Pick it. You should probably take this one. You just met with our school board member. 
I get so angry about this. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same. It's definitely not the same in Hillsborough. In Pinellas County, they thought it was a smart idea, and only South County schools, where a majority of them are black, that they should only have the option of AP courses when they're junior and senior year. They took away traditional English three and four. Rob, follow me here. And an AP class is considered an elective, right? So now they're circumventing the classroom size amendment even more. Mm-hmm. So now I can have class sizes of like 35, 40 kids in AP Lang. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I have to teach these kids. By the way, majority of them are level one readers. Level yeah. one, level two, ELL. I get ELLs wow. in AP Lang. We so, just got our fast data back too. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Epic failures. And I'm like, great. So why can't they take a regular English course? Because there aren't any. We're, we're preparing kids for college. Yeah. Okay, we're preparing kids to fail at a school. Like like spectacularly, <laughs> too, right? I'm like, write an essay. And I'm like, I've never written my name down before. I'm I like, know. all right, well. We'll give them a stamp. You have all those stamps. Yeah, stamps. <laughs> um, I don't, Rob, I didn't tell you this story. I think I told all you guys already. But um, so I teach uh, ACE, Cambridge International's mm-hmm. ACE program, general paper. And um, it's a college level course with international certification and they just throw every child possible into my class. So I had um, recently, I had assigned a four page handwritten essay, right? Looking for the ballpark of like a thousand words or something. And um, I give it to one of my students and they hand it right back to me and go, here, I'm done. And it's a a stick figure drawing (laughs) of a woman in a house. I might have it on my phone. So I'll show the you. best joke I've heard all week yep. was that picture is worth a it thousand is worth words. A thousand words. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, so now here I am in my college level international certification class with stick figures drawn on essay paper, and I'm like, great. You know, now to be fair, this particular student is like severely ESE, yeah. but at the same time. That's that's not going to be better in my classroom either. So. Why is this severely autistic person in an international college course? Right. This is the same individual who yesterday was laying just face down on my floor just because they were just totally like emotionally checked out, like cannot hang. College so. readiness. College readiness. Yeah. Every kid goes to college. Oh, even, even that one. In that one. In yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that empty seat where one's supposed to be. But he literally told me to my face that I'm getting in my car and leaving. And I was just like, fine. <laughs> he's going too. Yeah, he's going to college. He's driving right now. <laughs> I, I would say that there's none of none of these laws are addressing any of the real challenges that we have. No. I mean, it's all about scapegoating mm-hmm. of, of why you know how they want to privatize public education. But whether it is the class sizes or the you know the the behaviors of students or not right. meeting their mental health needs. I mean, I can go on all day. We could all go on all day about the challenges that we have. Right. Um, and it's amazing the work that we're still doing out there. And quite frankly, all of these communities in Florida are getting such a bargain because they're doing we're doing such great work and right. we're just not getting compensated for that. Yeah. And I mean, we've said it many times because of that bill that uh, if all these people run away to private schools, um, they're going to a lot of them are going to get rejected and we're just going to have the most the most difficult and challenged students. So you're going to be overworking and over extenuating and straining the system even more. So now if I have like a couple of ESE kids who can't hang in an international college level course, um, I'm going to have like 10 times more of that because they were all rejected from private and charter schools. And McKenna, he's referring to House Bill 1, Universal Vouchers. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, she knows all that stuff way better than I do. So. Yeah. I mean, most most of you guys do. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, dumb guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I you know I think a, a part of me has you know to to criti- to criticize a little bit, and this is just sort of broadly, so it's not like a PCTA HCTA thing. 
you know, teachers, because we're so underwater all the time, we don't, we, a lot of times we approach problems without a solution. We're just like, everything's an emergency. Everything's five alarms. Everything is, you know, do or die doomer. You know, this is what we always say on our, on the podcast that we have these like, these like doomer meetings that this is the most important fight of our life. We're like, yes, yeah, so was the last one. And we know that next week's is going to be also. So we ha- kind of have this problem that we just never give a solution. Like, hey, these kids who don't speak a word of English are going to fail the SATs yeah. and the ACE exam and the yeah. AP exams. So why don't we put them in a different classroom? Yeah. <laughs> but also, isn't that what we pay the big bucks to, you know, downtown to figure out? Like, to come up with solutions to these problems. Like, I'm not making 47.5 to solve all of Hillsborough County's problems. They ask us Uh. to do a lot of data analysis and uh, this type of, like, micro-scheduling stuff that I think is well well beyond our pay grade. And also, I'm pretty sure it's somebody else's job description. Like, who makes a lot of money? And the only work that anyone should be doing from the classroom is work for their students. If they're doing any work for adults in this field, then that is absolutely the wrong thing. And we need to relook at what we're doing. Yeah. I I get that all the time. Like, you know, I'm an educator. My job is to plan lessons and then deliver those lessons. That's right. And assess the the learning, right? All of the, these mountains of data that they collect from us and then just give back to us. And they're like, oh, this percentage of your students are failing. Like, yeah, I know that. I'm here every day. Well, now can you tell us like how you're going to do better? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to close the achievement gap by closing my door and locking it for the last time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It really should be as simple as answering these questions. What do our kids need to know? How are we going to know that they know it? And then what are we going to do for the kids that don't know it? Right. And, and then when we're we answering to, those questions, we're, you know, we're being teachers. We go to school board meetings and we're like, we're just complaining. And then like, actually one of our members said that to us. Well, like, well, well what should we do? We're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's your job. You're, you're supposed to be the person Laura who knows Hine. what to do. We're telling you, we're reporting back the information with the policy you enacted saying that it's bad. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what are we supposed to do? As the uh, southern okay. person here, uh, bless her heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which means, go fuck yourself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, yeah, questions, this, questions, yeah, questions. Yeah, sorry. This could, this could turn to a lost episode, I think. This might, it might be. It's the McKenna, the McKenna special. Yeah. I'm not um, going to put it on the, the radio. It's like the Star Wars holiday special. Ooh. Uh, what do you think of the bill sponsors saying the bill will increase transparency within transparency within unions and actually be good for unions? <laughs> yeah, open them up. You have to think well, about that. Okay. What do you think of the bill sponsors saying the bill will increase transparency within unions and actually be good for unions? That's like That breaks my brain when I see it written. Like, And you should have heard him say it. I was there yeah. in Tallahassee and I testified against the bill. There were hundreds of people testifying against the bill and he's like, no, it's a good bill. It's going to increase union membership. It's good for unions. Yeah. And then we asked the question, then why are police and firefighters and other unions cut out of it? Well, they could be carved out of it. Well, why, yeah. if it's such a good bill, would we remove police and firefighters? Because. Right. It's just cause. And it begs the question, why <laughs> because is it It's teachers? bullshit. It's a bad bill. And it's meant to deliberately kill teacher unions to get rid of us as an obstacle to their nefarious means. Yeah. Are there any okay, uh, teachers I- on Paw Patrol? Maybe that's the secret. <laughs> is it, like, is it legal? Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm being dead serious. That like is, That is the million dollar question. It's. Yeah. I mean, blatant discrimination against teachers unions. Yeah. It is. Um, you can say it's not all you want, but it's blatantly discriminatory against a traditionally left-leaning union and for political gain. So, like, 
is that legal? Who? And like, can we sue them? We are. There's a lawsuit there that will is. be coming from FEA immediately. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I thought so. Oh, that's weird. We're, we're, we're talking to Andrew Spar about that. Okay. Yeah, we were talking to Andrew Spar, and he's like, like yeah, "Yeah, we're totally f- um, having a lawsuit go for it because it so, is illegal." And then I was talking to uh, Robert was that on air. I don't it was. Remember. I think okay. it was. Yeah. And Robert Casanello, he's the president at UCF. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how all this is going to get tied up in court. It's just DeSantis's culture war bill. It's all right. it is. Like, yeah. so if it does get tied up in court, does, I mean, none of this takes effect then, right? No, no it takes no? effect until it takes it's decided. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I mean, I think a lot of it is the governor's idea of like, hey, let it float it out there, let the damage be done, and then we'll figure it out on the back end. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's going to look if, like the big union busting bad boy that he right. is. Oh, good. Know. Another Reagan. Just this what is, we want. This is not one of his questions, but I think I feel like we were talking about this yesterday, actually, in the classroom. Um, the man, DeSantis, he doesn't want to be governor here anymore. He's like he's like abandoning the state because he wants to be president or whatever. He just passed a bill that he, that he can, can do, that. do both at the same time. <laughs> do we think he's like, how far do you think he's going to get with this? Because the idea of like make America Florida sounds awful i mean as a new yorker right if you told me that I'm a, and i'm gonna be voting for a guy in pre- for president in new york say absolutely not i do not want <laughs> right. the rest of the country to be like florida no. my my family up north like i've got family in philly i've got family in jersey and every time i talk to any of them they're like what is going on with that dude and i'm like that dude is insane <laughs> right. and like and my jersey side of the family they're like my aunt's a horse farmer like they're not um they're just they're not political and then the, but they're even like my aunt will text me and be like are you okay <laughs> no no <laughs> not okay like, no, man this is a little rough so, um start putting the email eyeliner so back his, on so in like the country that i know um like up north his stock value is like nothing they're like this dude is just insane and he's going after teachers which is highly unpopular mm-hmm. and they're like we don't want this dude if we wanted yeah. another trump we just vote for trump again even right. though maybe he'll be in prison i, I just <laughs> keep thinking of scott walker and his epic failure for a presidential bid yeah. mm-hmm. i mean he he screwed up wisconsin but they're bouncing back right now and will bounce back as well and I, I, I think that the santis is looked at nationally as a fringe governor you know yeah. the lunatic fringe governor yeah. and the appetite does not seem to be there for him to have a national uh, position absolutely no i think it, if he runs for pre- well when he runs for president it's going to be a massive failure well i don't, I don't think he's going to get out of the primary you no. mentioned oh, that no. yeah, yeah you said like no if you're this big before the primary even happens yeah. typically you're not going to make it yeah I, I mean i think it has historical precedence yeah yeah I mean, he's basically run, running the Trump ticket 2.0. Right. And if oh God, the original wait. is going to be there, then why would anyone go to 2.0? So everybody's everybody's like bit this election cycle is their their whole campaign is I'm not Trump. He's like, I'm like Trump, but I'm not Trump. Biden's like, I'm at least I'm not Trump. <laughs> Trump's it's like, it's Trump. the same as it was in and Trump's only thing. He's like, I am Trump. Trump. <laughs> I don't like Trump. I, surprise, I don't right. like Trump. But I can't wait for this primary to happen because I oh, just yeah. want Trump to beat oh, yeah. the shit out of him. No, I just okay. <laughs> I have it. I, I wish I could, if I could speak to Donald Trump just like like a thirty second elevator pitch. I was like, okay, stop running for office. You're bad at it. You don't want the job anyway. It's like miserable. Just look at your face, right? However, you should be 
press secretary in perpetuity. Ooh. I want you. I want you to announce everything that comes out of the White House. Like Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe. He's just doing bad decisions. He's on the border. Look at what he's doing. The country's a mess. It's like this is this is this press conference is about education. What are you talking about? You <laughs> see him calling uh, DeSantis pudding fingers. Yeah, oh. putting putting he's wrong. Putting, he's putting his fingers in places it shouldn't be. That video oh, was, was so great. genius. Yeah. Genius. Trump, you still got it, man. No, he's <laughs> just run PR. Yeah, totally. He is he is like a boardwalk huckster. I I love Trump the man. Trump the politician sucks ass, but like I mean, Atlantic City. Yes, totally. Like he Trump just has Atlantic City vibes. He should have. I mean, he ran for president basically as a joke, like not thinking he was going to win anyway, and he got the job. He nailed it. I don't think he wants. <laughs> He's a game show host. That's yeah. who he is. Yeah. He, he, I cannot imagine him actually wanting to be president a second time and having to like go to work. Well, he's want he's trying to avoid jail. This is perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like president or jail. Yeah. President. Or- <laughs> I can't. My face will blend in with the jumpsuits. Uh, all right. Uh, boy, what is morale like right now among other teachers and union members? Whoa. Well, mm. after actually in uh, Hillsborough, after HCTA uh, won impasse, morale boosted so high. Like the yeah. highest. Ours I've did seen too, it. though. We weren't even involved. <laughs> <laughs> like the highest I've seen it since COVID. Mm. Um, as I said, I had a teacher that was coming in and celebrating in my room. All of our, our rep group chat was going off. People were like, seeing me in the hallways because um at my school i'm the one that's like the member facing rep i'm the one that's like hey how's it going what can your union do for you um and so people are coming up to me in the halls they're like we did it and i was like i know we did it isn't that exciting and so morale's not bad at the moment yeah. and i think in pinellas um because that last school board meeting we went to like the whole room was filled with yeah. teachers yeah we've been outnumbering the we moms for liberty it. consistently they leave they yeah. don't stay they keep leave it early. up keep it yeah. up yeah yeah um i yeah i think morale is fine yeah. i, I want to leave than it was yeah i want to leave for, i mean everybody knows that the Tampa Bay times published it but it's it's for a multitude of reasons it's not it's not like i'm not like sad because florida's hot it's just hot <laughs> I, just, I should have known that <laughs> Um, what do you think it will take to recruit, retain teachers? And what do you think teachers are really looking for from state leaders? Respect. Autonomy, the ability to do their job the way that yeah. they have uh, learned to do and, and meet the needs of the kids. And, that is super important. And pay. Yeah, living hey, wage. There we go. The, the holy trinity. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> like you're right. Definitely. I mean, I'm constantly bitching about pay, but it's because of inflation. Like when I when my rent was 1100 First of all, being a teacher is the highest paying job I've ever had, yeah. which is like saying something, right? Yeah. So being a teacher, when I first got the gig, it was one and a half times more than my next highest paying job. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. I get to like talk to kids and and plan lessons and show movies and read books for like more money but and then my rent was like eleven hundred dollars that was fine okay that was doable but then my rent doubled and i had to leave that place and then go to a different place that was still three hundred dollars more a month than i was paying so it's not twenty two hundred it's fourteen hundred and now it just went up again to fourteen fifty and I'm like, this is not sustainable. I'm not, I'm losing ground. And if I think like, you know, like a finance bro, it doesn't make sense to stay here because my my ROI, my return on investment is getting less and less and less. Yeah, bro. You can't be like investing in that kind of stuff. You just got to get on a grind set. That's why I've been going to the gym so much. Got to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Some NFTs. Oh God. No, don't get me started on I'm like, this. What are your thoughts on NFTs? Oh my God. I have many. <laughs> I have so many on that and AI art. If you want to make another podcast episode of 
me just bashing those two M- things. McKenna, if you ever do an article on NFTs, we got you. So. Um, yeah. Is it just, is it respect, money, and what was the other one? Living wage. Uh, the independent oh, autonomy. Autonomy, autonomy yeah. to be able to do their job. I think that's pretty tight. Uh, last one. This is for the Orlando Weekly. Is there anything that um, she didn't ask that we want to share and make sure it gets out there? I can't think of anything. Ooh. All right. Well, that's that's the episode, McKenna. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I might air this next week. Just like just off. edit out the fuck bombs. No, 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 you keep it all in. Just put just, it on a Wednesday. Don't even give it to the radio. That's true. You could yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything that we want to share? Is <laughs> now that it's, now that we've decided to make this public? Uh, today was a big. Th- I met the VP of AFT today at this uh, book. You hear about this? There was a banned book thing going on in Clearwater. I went to that. I met the vice president of AFT. Got to yeah, some Evelyn hands. invited me out there today, but I had a couple of things. We had the, you know an event here the, you know, this yeah. morning and you guys coming out, yeah. so I wasn't able to meet with her. But yeah, I'm glad you got to be out there. I stopped by yeah. for like 50 minutes, gave her some stickers and left. Awesome. Yeah, it was good. It's pretty cool. That's about it. That's the only thing I got going on in my life. Um, I could shout out my AP draw students, my AP 2D design students, and my AP art history students. Uh, yeah. They... AP Studio, so the com- combination of 2D design and draw, submitted their portfolios on Thursday. Uh, they were looking really good. Everybody completed, even though I had one student submit their portfolio at 3.30 on Thursday afternoon. But so they all completed. And then AP Art History went uh, Friday, so yesterday. And they all came back and they were like, Miss G, we knew everything. Like we were over prepared. I knew so much on these essays that I feel like I just word vomited. And I was like, good, that's how I taught you to write them. Right. Yeah, it's a bit like teaching to the test, but I think for those types of tests, it kind of makes sense. We were, my class, we were drilling pretty hard on ACE exams as well. And when my kids came out of it, you know, and I, I made sure I did like a, a good cross section. I got some kids that I was a little bit nervous about and some kids who I knew would do well. I was like, what do you guys think? And, the, and they were like, I would say, you know, scale one to 10, 10 being very, very confident. Um, how did you feel? And pretty much everybody said like seven or eight. And I was like, all right. I was like, you guys were prepared. They're like, yeah, we were over prepared. I was like, all right. Yeah. So we'll see what the scores are like in, in July, I think, is we, when we get them. You know, with AP tests, we, we teach the test from the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't really complain about it because the test is actually measuring that which we want the students to know. So right. the idea of teaching to the test shouldn't be as evil as they make it out to be. It's because the tests that they're creating are not measuring really what we're teaching. Right. And that's where the rubber is hitting the road there. Yeah. So it's a, that's a whole other podcast, quite like, frankly. Yeah. The Hillsborough County tests for art are so bad. Like, I tell the kids, if you were breathing in my classroom, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> not... Uh, for, students the have, for the county yeah, exam? students have told me that they're like, these are so bad, Miss G. Like, why do we do this? And I was like, because I'd lose my job if I didn't give these to you. And that's literally the only reason I'm doing yeah. this to you. Otherwise, we'd just be doing art projects up until the end, because that's what I should be doing. Yeah. I mean, ACE is new to our district, so I, I actually like the ACE program, and it's their exam is, is short compared to, even though it's stretched over two days, I mean, maybe time-wise it's the same, but it, they only sit for like an hour and a half. It's like an hour and 15 minutes, an hour 45 minutes over two days, and Dude, it's all short response and essay questions. The curricula for ACE and AP is actually like solid. Like I tell yeah. my students all the time, like, dude, AP Lang's a solid course. Like yeah. you learn so much in this course. It's great. Um, the test is stupid. A- right. a- ACE <laughs> is just defending, is showing students how to defend their arguments <laughs> and support them with evidence and claims and great skills those are good skills right (laughs) which you can you can use and tell any student like listen if you don't care at all about literature 
you're still going to need to like apply for a job or like uh, scholarships or yeah. programs, or even if it's a tech program, technical program, you're like you still have to be able to like persuade and argue your point. Like you were saying earlier with the, the magistrate, you have to present an argument mm-hmm. in all walks of life. And that's kind of, and I do like that ACE doesn't, there's, there is no place for multiple choice in the ACE curriculum, which I love because I cannot stand, I do not teach multiple choice at all in my classroom. Yeah, same. Yeah. I know in AP art history, um, a lot of kids have told me after taking it and I get a good mix of like art kids and then the high achieving academic kids because they're Mm -hmm. like, it's an AP class. Let's go. Um, They tell me that they learned more about like world history and culture from AP art history than anything else because we cover the world. Yeah. (laughs) So we cover like some obscure stuff that happened in Africa and then we're covering stuff that happened um, like that happened to the indigenous peoples of America. And they're like, oh my God, I've learned so much. Yeah. Like, I feel like more worldly after taking this yeah. class. We That happens in my class too, because I, I do teach my, my any literature that we do, I do in chronological order. So like if we're starting, you know, traditional English three was like uh, American lit. So we'll kind of start with like Nathaniel Hawthorne and some of like the early American writers and just kind of drag it out that way. So speaking of like book bands and stuff, when you get into some of the racial things where you go from like slavery to sharecropping to segregation to civil rights, like the, you see the wheels clicking and like moving mm-hmm. into place, which is like, wait a minute. So this is because of this and because of this, because it was like, yup, that's what everybody's been saying. Like, Wait, so those protests, yup, you're getting there. Keep going. <laughs> it makes sense if you follow the thread. Isn't that, an, I'm, I'm getting chills as you talk like that, because isn't that really the magic of what happens when we're in the classroom? That's the point. That's yeah. really, it's so great. And that's like, you know, yeah. it's quote unquote teaching to the test, but it does have a place if it's done correctly. Right. And if the test is actually assessing something of value. Oh, yeah, one of my favorite parts of the entire year is when we do in AP Art History, the uh, African unit, where we're just looking at art from Africa. And when I start, you know, we're going over pieces and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, now it's at the British Museum. And after a while, the kids are like, wait a second, why is everything in the British Museum or the Louvre? And then by the end of the African unit, they just kind of look at me and they're like, where is it? <laughs> I'm like, ah, guys, it's in. I was like, what do you flip a coin? You think it's in England or France? <laughs> Put on your red coat. Go ahead. Ask me where it is. <laughs> um, I think that's that was all her questions. So. And then, yeah, the sense to me, I can really set this Wednesday. I'll, 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 here's a little message I'll leave. The following is an unedited. <laughs> <laughs> the following is an unedited uh, conversation answering questions for McKenna Schuler for WMNF. No, she's at Orlando Weekly now. <laughs> at Orlando Weekly now. <laughs> it's a huge clusterfuck. So good luck. <laughs> Enjoy. I'm sorry, Grandma. Yeah. I'm Philip. <laughs> Summer is on the horizon, but we would still like to remind our listeners that the school board will continue to meet on May 9th, June 27th, and July 11th at 10 a.m., as well as June 13th at 5 p.m. You might be thinking, gee, that's a lot of early meeting times. But this is definitely the norm here in Pinellas. Help us by going out and speaking against this to have the school board conduct its business when the working public is free to voice their concerns. 
It's vital for teachers, parents, and community members to attend these meetings and advocate for public education. Your voice and presence can play a significant role in shaping the future of education and improving our community. A special thank you to Philip Bel Castro for providing our theme music and Artifact for adding some great tracks into our intermissions. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Artifact's music at artifactjoints.bandcamp.com. We also want to express our gratitude to Radio St. Pete for airing our podcast, Jamie Beck, Brian Bowden, Nancy Villardi, Lee Bryant, and all of our supporters from the education community, as well as our new monthly listener, Jacob Albert. Your support and dedication has been instrumental into getting the word out and reaching new listeners. That's all for today. I'm Brennan Pickett. Have a great day, guys.